I am so excited for today's chat. I am with Anna Newton, author of An Edited Life and blogger at theannaedit.com. Anna's book has just come out last week when you're listening to this live as it goes up. An Edited Life contains simple steps to streamlining your life at work and at home. Anna is one of my go-to resources for organisation, minimalism and simplifying things. If you're like me and you get a real kick out of organisation and planning, you will love and devour her book. I'm already into it, I'm already planning, the pages are folded, the notes are written down in my to-do list. But on the flip side, if you're someone who is really struggling and feels like you have a lot of clutter in your space or you're spending too much money, you have that wardrobe full of clothes and nothing to wear, I think everyone will get something out of Anna's advice because it's very simple, it's very straightforward and it's all about you and making a system that works for you, which is what I personally love about it because it's not preachy, it's not super strict and it's fun, it's making organisation fun and I love the links we make in this chat between having a clear space and a tidy space, whether that's in your inbox or whether it's in your home, the link between that and having mental well-being and self-care because really curating a beautiful space that you enjoy, that you love to spend time in, that is self-care. So you guys know we're all about self-care on Put Yourself First and I think it's just as important to make sure that we're inspired, we're relaxed, we're whatever we need to be within our spaces, whether that's online, in our Instagram feed, in our inbox, in our bank account. So I hope you guys get a lot out of this. Make sure you head to the show notes and order your copy of the book if you've not already and enjoy. Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Hi guys, welcome back to Put Yourself First. Today I'm with Anna Newton. Almost called you Anna Gardner then. <laughs> I still call myself Anna Gardner. It's like a year and a half later. I still haven't changed my passport. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Thanks for coming on. I'm really good. It's very sunny here in Brighton today. Um, had a productive morning so far. So yeah, it's lovely to talk to you. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we're going to chat. We're just going to get really nerdy today and talk about organisation and decluttering. And I think this is going out in January, so everyone's going to be in that mindset anyway. And your new book is out, which is so exciting. I'm over the moon. Like, this has been almost two years in the making, like a solid 18 months. It took me nine months to write, um, quite a long time to edit and I've just really thoroughly enjoyed the process. It's been a real new thing for me, a new project for me. I've never worked on anything like this before, anything this big with like such a big team of people. Um, It's been such a learning curve and really fun to work on every single detail. Um, There's been lots of discussions about the colour green. Um, I never knew so much about the colour green. 
green um, because the book is coloured. It has a colour scheme running through it and diagrams and charts and all those types of things. So we've done everything from print tests to making sure that everything is legible on the page to, you know, obviously making sure the content is great. So it has been a real labour of love. Um, But I'm so excited for it to be out into the world, finally. We're going to dive into the contents of the book in a little bit. But jumping back, um, for anyone who's been living under a rock and doesn't follow you already online, um, what is your content about? And just share a bit more about the journey of your content I guess because it's changed a lot over time hasn't it it's changed a lot um so this year it will be the like ninth anniversary in March of me starting my blog I started it in March 2010 um and at the time I was just a very bored university student who was procrastinating from doing a psychology degree um I've always loved makeup I would like beg my dad to take me to Claire's accessories every Saturday morning when my mum was at work I was like please can I just have the blue eyeshadow um so I've always been interested in makeup and the beauty community and around that time I started finding blogs I started finding YouTube channels online I mean we're talking people doing stuff you know on their webcam on their you know on YouTube it was the early early days you know, no one had fancy lights or fancy equipment. And I just thought, you know what, let's let's like give this a go. Um, so I started doing it in 2010. I started my YouTube channel quite quickly and soon after that. And when I graduated from university, I had like a couple of hundred people reading my blog. Like I wasn't making any money from it. It was very much a hobby thing. But I thought it would be an interesting tool to get me kind of the job that I wanted. I decided that I wanted to go into beauty PR Um, And I thought, if I have this blog, you know, it sort of proves my passion for it. And hopefully I'll be able to get a job in beauty PR. I did a couple of internships in London for six months and eventually managed to get a job um, for what is now Birchbox. Wasn't called that at the time, but I was doing kind of marketing, a bit of PR, a bit of writing. And it was just so cool. Like, it was so cool to, like, work in the beauty industry. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, what I dreamed of. But also at the same time, I kind of kept my blog going and that was, it was very much beauty focused back in the day. Um, I made a New Year's resolution one year to post every single day um, and that got to the point where I was posting 10 times a week on my blog and posting three videos a week and also had a full-time job. Um, I have no idea <laughs> how I did that, how I managed to juggle it all. Um, and then it kind of got to the point where I made a paycheck off of my blog. I was like, oh, I think there's something in this. Um, by that point I was working part-time because I was making a bit of money off my blog as well and, and my boss basically said you have to work full-time or not at all it's not really working out part-time so I just took the plunge um, we'd moved to London um, living in a ridiculously expensive ridiculously small flat like it was not the time to do it and we really had to scrape by for a while but I am so grateful to my boss for kind of giving me that ultimatum. Like if I could see him now, give him like a big kiss in the face and be like, thank you so much for pushing me and making me take that leap because otherwise I'm not sure I ever would have. Um, And over the years, I guess it's developed. It started off very beauty focused, very much reviews, newing collections, like reviewing beauty launches, um, all my favorite products. And then... I guess since we moved and we managed to buy a house and you know my life has changed a lot since I started my blog I started it when I was 20 I'm now 29 um and things are different you have sort of you know maybe you're not at Mac every second Thursday of the month or whenever it is that they bring out 
new products and the first person in store that was me back when I was at uni and I wouldn't do that so much now so it's definitely more of a mix of lifestyle things now like style and interiors and recipes a bit fitness um I'm really enjoying doing travel guides at the moment as well and obviously a bit of life organization like that is me as a person um that is something that I have a real interest in and I just think being a little bit more organized for all of us across the board whether you're like a Monica or a Phoebe just relieves a lot of stress in our lives and it makes life a little bit more easier and that's really what the book is all about kind of making these tweaks and editing your life it's a constant process you're not going to tidy out your home once and never have to do it again and reach this like nirvana state it's just about like making these tweaks making these changes changing the path you know if you want to go a bit off piece try something a bit new and hopefully making all of these little little differences that all build up and ultimately leave you with more time in your schedule to do things that make you happy that you really enjoy doing and spending less time cleaning (laughs) sounds amazing to me yeah we want to do less cleaning right (laughs) yeah yeah I feel yeah I I feel like your um maybe your organization side of you it really runs through all of your content I think because for anyone who follows you already they'll probably agree with me all your content is quite I don't know it feels like calming to me whether it's like I feel like even your fitness tips or your travel tips or whatever it might be there's always that element of simplifying like don't put don't like over put pile too much on your plate don't have you don't have to have like all this 20 million lipsticks and I don't know I think especially in 2018 2019 by the time this goes up um I think a lot of people who we follow online, we look at and we think, oh shit, like I don't have enough. Yeah. Whereas I feel like your content, you're just like, don't put too much on your plate. This is how I make sure I go to Pilates on a Tuesday morning. And if that's the only time I go, then that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm the the opposite. I get people commenting like, you made me put everything in a charity bag. (laughs) Yeah. I'm clearing out my wardrobe. And I just, you're so right. Like there's so many decisions that we make I think there's a recent piece of research that says that we make 35,000 decisions a day and that's nuts like that is just absolutely crazy there's so many things we can buy there's so many things we can do there's so many friends call like calling being like let's meet up let's do this let's do this meeting like there's so many options probably a lot to do with the internet social media it's just opening up a lot of options which is a great thing and but also let's like simplify it down and it's definitely something I've like honed over the years and the book really goes into that like I haven't always been this streamlined and decluttered I've always been organized I've always been tidy um, but I haven't always kind of been so into living with less I definitely had a point where I wanted to own every single MAC eyeshadow shade that was like a dream of mine (laughs) and then I realized maybe I don't need that Um, but yeah I just think we could all make life a little bit easier for ourselves and that's definitely something that I've learned of like you said, not having too much on your plate. I am so big into that. Like, have gaps in your calendar. Like, you don't have to be busy all the time. If that doesn't make you happy, if it does make you happy, be my guest, be a busy bee. But if not, let's just, like, dial it back a bit and make a few changes so that we can ultimately be more content and more happy in our lives. Yeah, yeah. It's like, 
it's the less is more approach, isn't it? But to everything. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. This book goes, um, it starts off with life, it goes into work, and it finishes with the home. Um, in the intro, I say, like, you don't have to go through it in this process, but this is the process that I believe that actually by sorting out, like, the real backbone of your life, things like your calendar, your schedule, your budget, um, your goals, like, all those types of things. Self-care is huge. It's the biggest chapter in the book. Um, looking after like your mental health, like what you're eating, how you're moving, your sleep, all those kinds of things I think is so important. And then I think it's great to kind of tackle your work life, sort out, you know, your planning of your day, how you're trying to be productive. There's a big focus on anti-procrastination in there because I am such a procrastinator. That's something that I'm like definitely still working on. Um, but there's some tips and methods in there to help with that. And then finally, we move on to the home because I feel like, Normally with these types of books and the whole like me, 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 me thing, we think that it's important just to throw everything out and we're ultimately like that's the thing that's going to make us feel less stressed and more happy. And I feel like that's sort of the, the cherry on the top of the cake, like doing those things only really stick in place when you've done everything else I feel like yeah you can have a really like cleared out home but if your diary isn't legible and you're very confused by your day like you're still going to be stressed so for me I really enjoy doing that as like the last final piece of the puzzle and then the book actually ends with them um, cleaning routines like a very sexy chapter on cleaning um because again that's something we don't really talk about and having a routine with that is just really helpful and it, it just it's all of these things that you can get into a routine of and it takes the decision making process out of it you're like oh yeah we clean on a friday night friday night lol i am such a hoot um i think normally we do it on a saturday morning but you know what i mean like making these routines that stick in place that make everything really organized it's just going to take it off your plate so you don't have to worry about it you don't have to think about it yeah cleaning is sexy to me as well by the way <laughs> I get excited about cleaning. I mean, I thought the budgeting was the most sexy chat. <laughs> My word, no. As I was writing it, I was like, gee, why didn't mind about flipping a mattress? Like, who knew? <laughs> hmm. Okay, so An Edited Life. I don't think we've even mentioned the name of the book yet. I just realised when you were talking, I was like, we've not introduced the book. An Edited Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, An Edited Life. You've already gone into the... I guess the overview of the book and the overview of the method and all, all that kind of stuff um and I know when I was reading the blurb the other day you know it mentions the very sort of viral popular things that people might have already tried and I'd love to go into how you describe like your approach to simplifying and your approach to cleaning and decluttering and everything else versus yeah. these other methods if that makes sense yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, I love all these books. I've read all these books. Um, and I've spent a lot of time researching them all and like giving them all a go, I guess, over the last couple of years. But as I was reading them, I realized there wasn't one book that sort of encompassed everything that really encapsulated like an edited life in general, everything from the capture wardrobe to the budget to the cleaning routine. Um, like I've read, you know, Marie Kondo, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying, and that is to do with just decluttering. Um, I've read Anishka Rees' book on, um, what's it called, The Curated Closet. That is just on a capsule wardrobe. Um, I've read, what's it called, The Financial Diet, and they've got a book on finance. That's great, but there wasn't a book that had everything in. 
And I mean, it's, it's 80,000 words. It's, it's a big, chunky book. I'm guessing it's a book that people are going to sort of read a bit and then probably like take a little time out and put those methods into practice and then dip back in or read the whole thing. And hopefully this is what I would love, like people to dog ear pages and be like, oh my God, that bit on budgeting actually takes six months to complete. So I'm going to come back in two months time when I've like, when I'm ready for the next step. Um, and so I really wanted it just to be a book that contained everything because although yeah okay I'm quite bad with procrastinating and the loft was a bit of like a moniker covered at one point we've all got these points that we're not you know a hundred percent on and that's completely fine we're not going to be a hundred percent on on all of these thinning plates constantly but I just wanted to write a book that really had everything it's like the whole full method it's there on paper for you to give a go and if you feel like some parts of your life really need addressing immediately, I, I really enjoy if people like flip directly to that page and sort it out. Or if they're like, actually, I don't care about a capsule wardrobe. Again, that's completely fine. Like, leave that chapter out. It's very much there for people to cherry pick from. It's not a rule book. It's not, you know, do these 10 steps. Your life is going to be perfect. It's like, maybe do these four things. And maybe you just have time to see your friends in the evening if that's what you want to do. I didn't want it to be super prescriptive. Um, I didn't want it to be this, like, to, to promise things that it's not going to give you. Um, but I really hope that even just by incorporating a couple of methods or giving a couple of the chapters a go, it just leaves people a bit more time because that's the one thing we're all lacking at the moment. But I feel like, actually, we can get it back. I feel like we just overcomplicate things sometimes. So, yeah, I'm hoping people will, will be messaging me and they'll be saying, like, I'm just relaxing this evening watching Friends for the 15th time and that's great because actually I like clean the flat earlier and I feel awesome so that would like make my day. <laughs> yeah I really love that I think I think there's a couple things there I feel like this all or nothing approach that people have yes I feel like in general online these days you know you, your business is either like booming or you're a failure or you're have you have a million Instagram followers or you have none and the algorithm is ruining your life (laughs) it's like you know this more just what can you maybe make a little bit more time for this week that's gonna have a huge impact on your mental well-being massively yeah that that's the whole thing it is these small little changes that incremental when you build them up actually you're like I had enough time to take like an hour long bath tonight and that was really great like it's it's finding joy in those little moments and like you said self-care is so huge I know some people roll their eyes and think that it's like a marketing ploy but I'm a big believer in it is not like let me tell you those candles and cashmere socks they're lovely like they will be a great purchase that you will make but actually it's just taking doesn't need to cost money it it does take a bit of time but it is just that switching off um and I think that is huge in part of the edited life methodology methodology god that's the hard word to say methodology Um, I feel like it's actually a really big part of that and I hope that people take some time for themselves after reading it yeah I love that I'm totally on board with that message (laughs) definitely need to take more time yeah that 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 leads me on nicely because I was going to mention the link the strong link that I think is between um a clear space and like mental well-being and I think you'll agree for me 
making sure that I'm looking after my space, whether it's space in my home, space in, you know, my schedule, space in my mind, like it all links back to my overall happiness. And I think, I I don't want to get too like deep and woo-woo here, but it definitely contributes to your mental well-being if you're surrounded by clutter or if you just have too much stuff taking up your schedule and taking up your headspace. 100%. Um, there's some like facts and figures from studies that have been done in the book um, that like prove that exactly what you're saying. And I think we automatically think that decluttering makes us feel good, which for some of us it does. But I also think that keeping... That's why I've actually put a chapter in on cleaning your your home because actually the act of cleaning your home is a real act of self-love. You're like telling yourself that you're good enough to like live in this beautiful, clean, clear space that's actually like not got dust bunnies in the corner like rolling around. It's a real act of like, yeah, I deserve this. I deserve to live in a nice home that makes me feel great when I walk through the door. So I think it's also really tied into, yeah, self-care, but then that ties into self-love and just believing that you're worth it. Like, you actually deserve all these lovely things. Let's be, like, a bit kinder to us, to ourselves. I write that a lot in the book. Like, what would you do to your friend if she'd been dumped? You'd be so kind and loving and say all these wonderful things and treat her really well. Like, we kind of need to be doing that to ourselves more often instead of being so harsh on ourselves telling ourselves that we should be doing more feeling guilty when we're relaxing feeling bad for taking time off like no you you actually need to you need to recharge your batteries from time to time yeah 100% and I think it's such a great message as well to approach it with that kindness and with that gentle gentle feeling to it because I think with self-care and with decluttering and all these things a lot of my like clients are just women I speak to they're almost like oh oh that's just another thing that I'm not doing like oh I have to go to the gym now or oh I have to take an hour tonight and have a bath and I'm like it shouldn't it shouldn't feel like an extra thing to do or something to feel guilty about that you're not doing it should be joyful and it should be adding happiness to your day massively and I think if it isn't serving you if you're like oh my god I just can't go to the gym today don't go. Like, there's so much in the book. I, I say A-OK, like, so many times. Like, when I read through it, I was like, yeah, can we uh, can we remove A-OK, like, <laughs> a thousand times that book? Um, because it is, I, I don't want people to feel bad if they're not doing every single thing that I've written about in this book, because I'm not doing every single thing that I've written about in the book 100% of the time. Like, no one is this superhuman being, except for, like, Beyonce. And we're not all Beyonce, and that is completely fine. And so, yeah, if you actually want to eat a burger, even though you've got, like, the ingredients for some nice, you know, vegetable stir-fry or something in your fridge, then eat the burger. You just can't eat the burger every day, like, because that's also not being kind to yourself. It's, It's finding that balance, and it is very much like an intuitive thing that I think you learn over time as you get older, you sort of you know yourself better, right? Like, you you know what you want and what you don't want. So if I want to eat the burger once a week, that's great. I just know deep down that if I ate it every day, I'd feel like shit. So it's, it's really... I, I hope that people can, like, fine-tune the tools that they've already got that are there inside of them, and they just learn to kind of tune into them more and listen to them more. 
because I feel like, yeah, like you said, we we make ourselves feel guilty all the time. Let's like leave that out of the door. Let's stop feeling guilty. It doesn't. It's not a productive emotion to have. I don't think. Yeah, definitely. And with everything as well, like if you if you're doing the budgeting in the book, or if you're decluttering your wardrobe and you want this capsule wardrobe, and then the next week you go and you want to buy a random jacket from Topshop for fifty quid, like buy the jacket. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> don't feel guilty about it no that's what I say like in the budgeting chapter and my editor came back and she was like I feel like we kind of need to put something in about like budgeting for when you just need to buy a lipstick on the way home from work because you've had a shit day and I was like yeah 100% I do because that is real life like we're not talking about perfection here we're just talking about like making yourself a bit happier and really enjoying your life and making life a little bit more easier and streamlined and just in a way kind of automated like I feel like a lot of the book focuses on these methods that once you set up they're kind of done they take a little bit of TLC every now and again but they're sort of you do them once and then you might have to check in you know every couple of months just to make sure they're all running smoothly but the idea of automation I think is so big and when I talk to my friends and they're stressed like oh I'm so stressed because you know the house is dirty I'm like well then why don't you get a cleaner for a couple of weeks until you get back on your feet like we feel like we should be doing everything ourselves but actually let's try like automate a couple of things ask for help where we can there's no shame in that at all yeah I completely agree so I'd love to because it's a habit then as well isn't it it's all about habits and routines and rituals for me that just are easy things that either are small things you do every single day or like yeah. you say once you've you know got them out of the way and set them up they just run smoothly in the background yeah and that's why it's called an edited life because I, I think people someone someone online definitely got like the wrong end of the stick with the title they were like I don't want my life to be edited and I'm like no no it's not <laughs> not about you know like putting an Instagram filter in your life that's not it it's about setting up these routines you set up a budget say and you the budget works really well for you for like four months but then actually things change your circumstances change you move to a new place your job goes up a little bit your job pay goes up a your 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 pay increases a little bit and actually it needs editing right like your budget that you had before currently doesn't work anymore so you edit it It's, it's about constantly tweaking things if they're not working out for you anymore and not feeling bad about that so it's setting up your budget it's setting up your capture wardrobe it's clearing out your kitchen cupboards and then six months down the line being like oh it needs tweaking a little bit and then that, and that's completely fine that's that's the thing it's not this solid rigid unmoving method it is about personalizing it for you making it individual to you and and editing it as you go because you're never actually at the end it's never edited I feel like it's editing however an editing life just you know it doesn't (laughs) hasn't got the ring um but yeah someone was like I don't want it to be edited it's like no no we're talking about editing here definitely yeah yeah for me for me editing is like I took that as sort of editing back on editing down and just pairing back and just thinking about what you really need and what you really want and forgetting the rest yeah massively it's massively about it's kind of those two things it's about curation and then it's about like changing things for you as you go along and constantly just like making sure like checking in with things being like is this still working for me am I still enjoying this fitness class actually no it's changed like the teacher has changed and I'm not into it so much anymore 
that's fine. Like, that's completely cool. Then you try a different one. Um, I feel like we, yeah, we get very unmoving with these things. So it's about being a bit more flexible. And like you said, also curating, curating your own things, like editing, editing your possessions, your schedule, like all of your processes down just to make life a bit easier. Amazing. So you've said for anyone, you know, picking up the book, it's meaty, it's very much like do what works for you, maybe pick up and drop off wherever you feel like you need to but I do want to ask for someone like me and I know there'll be people listening who are just geeks and like teachers pet (laughs) (laughs) if someone is sitting down in January they've got the book in the post they're like right I'm ready to go yeah I'd love to hear your because for people like us it's it's a ritual isn't it it is fun I'd love to know like how you set yourself up for success when it comes to thinking right this weekend or this evening I need to start my editing (laughs) so for the teacher's pets out there this book is totally doable like like I said I'm not expecting anyone out there to like a hundred percent like take every single tip and put it into practice that would probably be a bit too much but I do think maybe there's like 90% of things and a lot of the things are quite quick and easy there's a lot of things that you can just incorporate pretty much immediately they're more like the mindset things and I feel like the methods the methodology that's in there like the declutters the clearing out the creating like your perfect schedule and your budget and all of those types of things are going to take a bit of time I feel like six months would be like the ultimate period to like nail this over I feel like three months if you really want to be a teacher's pet and be like quite speedy about it Um, but I feel like six months is a really good time to like actually think about it like stop and think what what you want out of life what your goals are like set yourself some goals that are you know achievable and actually realistic and so I think yeah there's, there's definitely it's definitely gonna take a bit of time I think for me when I sit down and I'm like, okay, right, I need to, like, sort my shit out, I am so into, like, the diary and the calendar that, and, and the to-do lists, um, the kind of to-do list productivity chapter is, is quite a hefty one, because I have some things in there that I believe very strongly in, including the power of three, um, how, if you make a to-do list for the day, just have, like, three things on there, and you'll get them done, like, because there's only three, I feel like people make their to-do list very, stressful and put like a million things on it you're never going to do 25 to do list points in a day that is just way too much and so there's definitely some little things in there that people can get on quite quickly um I also prioritize things I think a lot of people they're like oh I will get I will finally get round to uh de-icing my freezer for example that's a very boring task that I need to do and you always say like I'm going to do it this weekend I'm going to do it this weekend I'm going to do it this weekend and it just you know, six months passing, you still haven't done it. And um, so I'm really big. This sign cast that's in the book a lot is this like priority thing. Like put it in a diary, like you're having a meeting with your freezer. That sounds a bit nuts. Um, but I feel like when we actually assign priority to these types of things, we get them done because we, we feel like they're a proper to-do list item um, instead of just ignoring the fact that you can't, you can no longer close your freezer that's where I'm at right now so (laughs) probably should uh, get around to doing that this weekend yeah and it goes back to the self-love conversation we had before like it I do think it's this mindset of well 
oh, it doesn't matter, like, oh, I can just put up with that for another few months, or, oh, I don't have to make, I don't have to set out my gym schedule for the week, like, it doesn't matter, I've got so much on at work, or I need to look after the kids, or whatever else, and I think it's, yeah, it's like, I'm exactly the same with calendars, blocking out in your diary, or in your calendar, what you're going to do for you, because it is for you at the end of the day, it's going to make you feel better, but yeah, you have to actually decide that you're a priority first, I think. Yeah, and I hope I hope this book like taps into that, like taps into like you you can you can be happy and content and like organised. Like some people are like, oh I'm just so past the point. And I'm like, no, you you're not. Like you just you just need to start. Like starting is the worst part, especially when you're doing like a capture wardrobe and you've got everything out on the bed and it just looks like a massive volcano of clothing that's never gonna end. Um, that's kind of like stressful and I get it, but it is just getting over that hump and maybe someone might read through this and be like, this is way too much for me. Then pick one thing out of one chapter. Maybe it's the method, the method of just having three items in your to-do list. And maybe that works out for you. Maybe you need four items. Maybe you need five. And maybe that gives you the little push you need. You're like, oh, actually that feels quite good. I'm getting to the bottom of my to-do list every day. That's a really nice feeling maybe I will give the um like workout section a go and maybe I'll like finally book into that gym class that I've been meaning to book onto for a year um so I, I really want people to use this however they feel is best and if you literally want to take one thing from the book you take one thing from the book if you want to take 50 you take 50 um but yeah I think actually just doing that one thing could really spur people on people who just feel like no I'm unorganized, I'm always going to be this way, like, maybe you are going to be a little bit, you know, haphazard here and there, but maybe you could get a cleaning routine down, and that'll make you feel really good. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, like, Mrs. Hinch level cleaning routine, it could just be just spending an hour on a Saturday morning, just making sure there's no, you know, everything is okay. Exactly, you don't have to name your cleaning cloths, but if you want to, be my guest. (laughs) yeah I know I do feel like there's two extremes of people though yes yeah yeah and I I really kept that in mind when I was reading this book um my friend Lily she's she she says she's very unorganized I don't think she's as bad as she thinks um but I I have some friends who have some floor drapes and they were like I just don't think this is for me I I just don't think I'm able to achieve that yeah yeah they were like no no this this is way too full-on and it it kind of is in places but I feel like there is a lot of applicable advice that can be can be incorporated pretty quickly into your routine like I said maybe it is just accepting that you need to look for recommendations for a cleaner and hire a cleaner for the month because the month is just too busy and you literally couldn't barely move because there's so much dust on the floor that's and that's completely okay and maybe that's the tip you take away from it um I'm really really interested to see like what the what the chapters are and what the sections are that people like engage most with and kind of find the most helpful I think that's going to be really interesting yeah yeah so I know this is like asking who your favorite child is but (laughs) what's your favorite chapter of the book like what if you could if you could be selfish I guess like what area of your life do you get the biggest kick out of when it comes to decluttering or editing oh that is a really good question um 
I feel like I really enjoyed doing the capsule wardrobe chapter because um, that's something that I've done for about three years now, three, four years now. And I find a great deal of happiness and enjoyment out of that. And I feel like that has dramatically reduced my consumption of clothing in general. Um, it's really helped out with my budget. It helps out with space. It helps out with getting ready in the morning and my morning routine. Um, and I it explored some things in there that I haven't really spoken about before. So things like taking care of your clothing, things like how to tell whether the cotton t-shirt that you want to buy is like a good quality cotton t-shirt or not. Um, so I think that's really going to help people make more informed decisions about clothing. And I think right now that is such a hot topic of sustainability and ethics and people wanting to buy less but buy better and also wear it for a really long time um so I think that that chapter is going to be one of my favorites the budgeting chapter took the longest time and when I look back at the first draft that I sent my editor I'm kind of embarrassed at how shit it was um I might have to like show that process in a vlog or something like how that developed um because my editor and my book agent was so helpful with that chapter of kind of and have you looked into this and maybe we can include this and let's bring in charts and diagrams and all those sorts of things so I really 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 found the development of that chapter like the most interesting it was kind of the most um it was definitely the hardest one it was the biggest challenge but I'm really really happy with the end product of that one. Oh, exciting I think yeah I think when you're creating a, a manual I guess like a how-to yeah. book it is about keeping the reader like engaged and making sure that information is like soaks into your brain and when it comes to money I think so many people just tune out I feel like there's going to be um I feel like the money chapter is quite hefty and it's quite early on in the book I think it's the second chapter um so I definitely think there's going to be, be people that read that and they're like whoa it, it's a process because I feel like we we really struggle with budgeting we tend to give ourselves these figures that we haven't really done the research on and we just sort of plug in these figures that maybe we found online and fit into this special ratio that is supposed to work for everyone and then beat ourselves up when we're nowhere near them and um, so I really wanted to devise a method that people it takes about six months to do in in full um but I really wanted to, dev to devise this method where people were properly looking at what they are spending and really absorbing that information and actually using that information to make better purchasing decisions and be better with their money instead of, yeah, going online and plugging in a couple of figures and being like, oh, I spend way more than 50% of my income on my, uh, like, fixed fixed expenses. And it's like, yeah, of course you do. You live in London and you live in a really expensive apartment. It's in a, a very expensive place in the world to live. And that's fine. <laughs> so I really hope that people go through the whole process with that. It is long, it is lengthy, but I feel like at the end of it, you will have a budget that actually really works for you and properly fits for you. And it's kind to you, means that you can have fun, means that you know, you're know you not saving so much money, you can't go out for dinner once every two weeks if that's what you want to do, um, but actually just fits and works for your lifestyle. So um, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a really interesting one for people to tackle I think yeah and it's such an important topic as well that not enough people discuss I don't think no huge well, there's definitely um there was a book that came out recently that looked like a credit card from the front I don't know if you've seen that do the rounds on Instagram but that's a whole book on money and that's great but there's going to be so many people that are like 
terrified. <laughs> they can't even open their bank accounts, like let alone read a whole book about money. So that's why I wanted to sort of shoehorn in these ideas that maybe people wouldn't read a whole book on, but could digest a whole chapter on. Um, so that's why it's quite varied and there's lots of different things in there. Because um, I feel like there'll be people who are like, oh, I want to read about decluttering, but actually that's really related to capture wardrobe and that's also related to budget and all of these things just are kind of in this little, yeah, edited life, like, network, really. They're all connected. And if we could just do, like, one or two improvements in each of these areas, I feel like we can all benefit from that. Yeah, I completely agree. So, <laughs> now we move on to the quick round questions. Yes. Yeah. So I ask every guest these at the end of the podcast. Question one is, what is your go-to self-care ritual after a long and stressful day? It's such a classic, but it is a bath. It really is a bath. Love good bath, me. Yeah, like 80% of people say that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's so cliche, but honestly, what is better than a warm bath, especially now it's really cold? outside oh my god it's just heaven heaven yeah yeah second question is what's challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently I think it is like releasing a book yeah that's quite big (laughs) really out my comfort zone and also working in a team of people that's something I haven't done I left my um my last job uh six years ago now and so that's something I haven't done for a really really long time um and that's been a really like fun and they're a great team of girls like they're all women and it's really fun to work in that team um but it's definitely been something different to sort of have to take on other people's feedback and and really do work as a team and also kind of be quite um assertive something that doesn't come naturally to me um but you know it has my name on the front and if I don't like the color of green inside that's you know my book in this ugly shade of green so Things like that have been a real, um, a real challenge, I guess. A, a challenge I, I feel better for going through. Um, but yeah, kind of stepping up to the plate and being like, no, I don't, can we, can we change this, please? Um, has been challenging, but feels really rewarding at the same time. Yeah, fantastic. Third question is, what are your goals for two thousand and nineteen? Oh, okay, goals for this year. Um, I would like to do a lot of book stuff. Like, I really want to go on tours and I'd love to go abroad because um, the book is a worldwide release. It's being released um, in February in the US and Canada, um, as well as being out in the UK, Europe and Australia now, which is just absolutely nuts. Um, so I'd really like to, like, going to America or Canada and doing, or, or Australia even, and doing, like, a book tour. That would be, oh, my word, incredible. Um, and I actually took... December 2017 completely off of work I went on my honeymoon it was like the best break ever and I'd really like to do that this year again and take maybe like a solid month out of my schedule and just take a bit of time to breathe and kind of recharge after all the book stuff Um, I think when you're self-employed or you're freelance you don't really do that enough Um, but I feel like you know if my husband who has a more traditional office job if he can get the time off of work then I should be able to get the time off of work too. So, um, yeah, I would really, really like to do that this year. Yeah, that's amazing. And do you have any resources that you'd recommend to other people? Oh, I really am into podcasts at the moment. Like, here we go, the podcast that I'm on now. This is a great podcast. Um, I feel like I love listening to how people built their business, um, how I built this with Guy Raz. 
um they've had like emily wise from glossier like the woman who did um what's the like the spandex like really tight tight spanks that's it yeah yeah yeah. the woman who founded spanks like that is a crazy story um the guy who founded airbnb that started with people renting out space on his floor to put an air mattress on like absolutely nuts um so i really enjoy listening to interviews with like founders of these massively wildly successful companies and kind of hearing how they all started because you know everyone has to start somewhere so yeah i really really enjoy that podcast Mm, i'll be checking that one out yeah you should it's great yeah i love business podcasts um so i'm just gonna throw this one in, in at the end for anyone who's listening they've not got the book yet they're going to go and order it after they finish listening to this. Thank but, you. <laughs> but they're like buzzing and they need to go and like clean out the wardrobe or <laughs> clean the kitchen right now. What is your like yeah. one tip if someone's going to go away and declutter? What what would you recommend? Oh, I would recommend really thinking about what you're getting rid of. There's actually a method in the book. Um, I know, like, there's Marie Kondo, like, if it gives you joy, then keep it, and if not, get rid of it. I've developed my own little method. Um, I would say, like, really think about whether you, like, love something, and if it is sentimental to you, like, keep it. Like, don't feel that you can't keep things. I'm all for, like, decluttering, but at the end of the day, if you feel like you're going to regret something like that's that's completely fine as well you don't have to only have 30 items in your capsule wardrobe if you want to have 60 you want to have 90 go on go ahead um if there are things that you're umming and ahhing about I'd really suggest putting them into like a bin bag putting them in another room if you can kind of hide them keep them outside keep them out of mind um, and then put a reminder in your phone in your diary to check on them in like two or three months time and if you have really missed them and you just can't bear to be without them or you've even like before like gone into the bag and been like, no, I just I just need you in my life. Take it out, hang it back up in your wardrobe, put it back in your cupboard, whatever. Um, but if you've kind of forgotten about them, then I feel like that speaks volumes and it's time to take them to charity shop. Um, so, yeah, don't feel like you have to get rid of everything. And if there's things you're umming and ahhing about, that's a really good method to try. Such a great tip. Thanks, Anna. That's all right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. Tell everyone where they can go to follow you online and where they can order the book. Fab. Um, so if you go onto Amazon, it's available in the UK. Um, it's available worldwide, though. So just have a search online. You'll find it on Indigo and, and other booksellers um, worldwide. So it's called An Edited Life. Check it out now. It's out now. And it's out in the US and Canada on the 5th of February. Um, you can find me, The Anna Edit. I'm on Twitter. YouTube, Instagram, my blog is theannaedit.com. Um yeah, there's all sorts of things going up on there, so I'd love if you could check in. Amazing. And I will link everything in the show notes for you guys to go and click on. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Put Yourself First. If you enjoyed it or you have any feedback, I would love you to leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. And if you'd like to reach out to me on social media to let me know you enjoyed it or just have a chat and say hi, I'm at cat underscore horrocks on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're feeling extra kind, share this on to a friend who you know needs to hear this one too.